Please pray with me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for giving him to us, making him a God-man, taking on this clay that encompasses us. And now, Father, may we truly come and adore Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I trust that the Advent uh, period just passed was a season of renewed spiritual energy and commitment on your part. You know that the hope we have in the second coming of Jesus is of great encouragement. We also strengthen our faith in the reality of Emmanuel, God with us, and that God has reconciled the world to himself in the person of Jesus Christ. And yes, we can have joy even in this culture of apostasy, evil, and apathy. Our joy is fulfilled with the understanding that God is not angry with us. And we take joy in knowing that nothing can separate us from the love of God, the love which is manifest in the coming of the God-man, Jesus Christ. And now we put a capstone on the season as we celebrate Jesus' birth, our Savior, Redeemer, our brother, and our friend. To help us celebrate this climax is a sermon by Gregory of Nazianzus, which was delivered in 380 A.D., St. Gregory, who was also Archbishop of Constantinople, uh, has been granted such titles such as Theologian of the Church and Doctor of the Church. And Gregory was the foremost defender of the doctrine of the Holy Trinity and a strong opponent of Arianism. So, almost 17 centuries later, here is Gregory of Nazianzus. Christ is born, glorify Him. Christ from heaven, go out to meet Him. Christ on earth, be exalted. Sing to the Lord all the whole earth, and that I may join both in one word. Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad, for Him who is of heaven and of earth. Christ in the flesh, rejoice with trembling and with joy. With trembling because of your sins, with joy because of your hope. Again, the darkness is past. Again, light is made. Again, Egypt is punished with darkness. Again, Israel is enlightened with a pillar. The people who sat in darkness of ignorance, let them see the great light full of knowledge. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The letter gives way. The Spirit comes to the front. The shadows flee away. The truth comes in on them. Melchizedek is concluded. He who was without mother becomes without father, without mother of his former estate, and without father of his second. 
The laws of nature are upset. The world above must be filled. Christ commands it. Let us not set ourselves against him. Oh, clap your hands together, all you people, because unto us a child is born and a son given unto us, whose government is upon his shoulder, for with it the cross was raised up. And his name is called the angel of the great council of the Father. Let John cry, prepare the way of the Lord. I too will cry the power of this day. He who is not carnal is incarnate. The Son of God becomes the Son of Man. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Let the Jews be offended. Let the Greeks deride. Let heretics talk until their tongues ache. Then shall they believe when they see him ascending into heaven. And if not then, yet when they see him coming out of heaven and sitting as judge. This is our present festival. It is this which we are celebrating today. The coming of God to man that we might go forth or rather for this is a more proper expression that we might go back to God. The putting off of the old man, we might put on the new. And that as we died in Adam, so we might live in Christ, being born with Christ and crucified with Him and buried with Him and rising with Him. <clears throat> For I must undergo the beautiful conversion. And as the painful succeeded the more blissful, so must the more blissful come out of the painful. For where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And if a taste condemns us, how much more does the passion of Christ justify us? Therefore, let us keep the feast, not after the manner of a heathen festival, but after a godly sort. Not after the way of the world, but in a fashion above the world. Not as our own, but as belonging to Him who is ours, or rather as our masters, not as of weakness, but as of healing, not as of creation, but of recreation. The very Son of God, older than the ages, the invisible, the incomprehensible, the incorporeal, the beginning of beginning, the light of light, the fountain of life and immortality, the image of the archetype, the immovable seal, the perfect likeness, the definition and word of the Father. He it is who comes to His own image and takes our nature for the good of our nature and unites Himself to an intelligent soul for the good of my soul to purify like by like. He takes to Himself all that is human except for sin. He was conceived by the Virgin Mary, who had been first prepared in soul and body by the Spirit. His coming to birth had to be treated with honor. Virginity had to receive new honor. He comes forth as God. In the human nature he is taken, one being made of two contrary elements, flesh and spirit. Spirit gave divinity, flesh received it. 
He who makes rich is made poor. He takes on the poverty of my flesh that I may gain the riches of his divinity. He who is full is made empty. He who is emptied for a brief space of his glory that I may share in his fullness. What is this wealth of goodness? What is this mystery that surrounds me? I received the likeness of God, but failed to keep it. He takes on my flesh to bring salvation to that image, immortality to the flesh. He enters into a second union with us, a union far more wonderful than the first. Holiness had to be brought to man by the humanity assumed by one who was God, so that God might overcome the tyrant by force, and so deliver us and lead us back to Himself through the mediation of His Son. The Son arranged this for the honor of the Father, to whom the Son is clearly obedient in all things. The Good Shepherd, who lays down His life for the sheep, came in search of the straying sheep to the mountains and hills on which used to be offered sacrifice. When he found it, he took it on his shoulders, on the shoulders that bore the wood of the cross, and led it back to the life of heaven. Christ, the light of all lights, follows John, the lamp that went before him. The word of God follows a voice in the wilderness. The bridegroom follows the bridegroom's friend who prepares a worthy people for the Lord by cleansing them by water in preparation for the Spirit. We need God to take our flesh and die that we might live. We have died with Him that we may be purified. We have risen again with Him because we have died with Him. We have been glorified with Him because we have risen again with Him. And so says Gregory of Nazianzus. I close with the recitation of the lyrics from number 56 in the Lutheran hymnal. Jesus came the heavens adoring, came with peace from realms on high. Jesus came for man's redemption Lowly came to earth to die. Hallelujah, hallelujah, came in deep humility. Jesus comes again in mercy when our hearts are bowed with care. Jesus comes in answer to an earnest, heartfelt prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, comes to save us from despair. Jesus comes to hearts rejoicing, bringing news of sins forgiven. Jesus comes in sounds of gladness, leading souls redeemed to heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah, now the gate of death is riven. Jesus comes in joy and sorrow, shares alike our hopes and fears. Jesus comes whate'er befalls us, glads our hearts and dries our tears. Hallelujah, hallelujah, cheering even our failing years. Jesus comes on clouds triumphant when the heavens shall pass away. Jesus comes again in glory. Let us then our homage pay. Hallelujah. Ever singing till the dawn of endless day. 
the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.